Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, nips for tips. Wedge, the basic bitch of salads. One sex worker, two sex workers, red sex worker, blue sex worker. The squeaky bean was my wrestling name in high school. Flicking that nut. We all live in a drone submarine. Mansplaining shadows. Dark Phoenix, the broccoli people. Watching the stupid icon running away. We interrupt today's story for a mess. Super liberable. Don't set the magnet to impale your brain mode. I'm kind of a big deal on RELP. Joystick generation with Bill overwhelmed with Bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream to John his first pot party looks exciting everyone seems to be having fun now's the time to introduce the joints so how do you like my swimming the morning stream it's what's in the yogurt Good morning, all, and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett in the bright shirt. Hello, Brian. Woo! The shirt is so loud, I'm going to have to turn my gain up. Uh, it, it literally so might be making... Be hear me. This side of my face might be a little brighter. Sunburned? Because yeah. I'm looking at you over here. <laughs> it's opposite of what the chat sees, but I'm over here, even though yeah. Brian's over here. Anyway. I imagine if I were to... Uh, and, I, and I might go drive for lift this afternoon but i imagine that everybody's first comment god it'd almost be worth recording it everybody's first comment when they get in the car like wow i like that shirt or holy cow that's a loud shirt or something like that hey what are the actually that's a really good question what are the rules for either lift or uber when it comes to car inside car cameras do they have a thing with that um they don't i mean i think if you've got a dash cam that clearly has a camera facing back as well mm-hmm. i don't think that's an issue Okay. You know, I think I don't think you need to say, "Hey, um, I've got a dash cam that's going to be recording you." So um, <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, they don't have to sign a waiver or something weird like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know what I would have thought there. If you'd have guessed, if you'd have said, "Scott, your life depends on your answer," do they have a rule that says you can't have a thing filming inside the car? I would have probably said, "Yeah," because it just seems like something a driver or a passenger would be weird with. It really know? depends on what you use it for because i can't i wouldn't necessarily be able to record video of the passengers and then just put that up on youtube and say look at this dumb guy oh look at this guy look at this guy i mean can't you uh, maybe you could i don't know that's my whole thing is maybe you could uh, do that you I, I mean know. maybe from a moral yeah. standpoint you wouldn't but i mean well, like you know legally from can a you legal do that? standpoint you yeah. think because yeah, I, I think know. it's just like a a um 
like a safety thing. Like, all right, you've got the camera for your safety. So it's like, oh, look, here, now you can see the guy pulling the knife out before he jams it in my neck. Mm -hmm. But uh, (laughs) see, see insurance company officer. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like it didn't help that much because you would have had to looked at the uh, the video later, right? You wouldn't have seen it when it happened. Um, Oh, and somebody points out, yeah, like, you know, blurring faces. Uh, Navarine says they usually blur faces, though. I don't know. That's really... I just know what the legality is. Another person's image or recording without their express prior consent is prohibited and may result in your account being disabled. That's a YouTube thing, though, right? Not a... um, uh, Is that from the rule? Is that a lift rule? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Or is that a YouTube rule? Because people film each other all the time in public and nobody has to sign anything or blur their faces out. It happens all the time. Technically, here we go. Drivers are permitted to record rides for security documentation, but may not broadcast or publish the footage broadcasting a person's image. Oh, and that is that is actually what Pops and Recline copied and pasted was the um, was the Uber and Lyft rule about that. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I figured they had something in there, but having the camera for like just exactly what you said, they mm-hmm. uh, for, they're for security or otherwise, but not for publishing. That's that's the thing you agree to, I guess. Yeah. It's probably part of yeah. some gigantic EULA agreement that you agreed to forever ago. That probably yeah. that you didn't One read of those through. Long because... pages of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me start picking up random strangers and putting them in my car and driving them lens crafters. Yeah, except, 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 except. Okay, I started obsect. saying I started obsect. saying obsect by the end. That was bad. Anyway, uh, well, there. That's interesting. Uh, welcome yeah. to the show, everybody. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff yeah. going on. I just want to thank everybody for the nice birthday wishes over the weekend. Had my birthday on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, went out of town with Kim. We went to, we were kind of quiet about it because I don't know, I just don't like telling everybody I'm leaving town, but um, <laughs> went out of town uh, to a place called Midway. Been there before, talked about it on the show before. We just love this area. It's like a north east of Park City near Heber. It's this beautiful, beautiful valley with just like amazing stuff in it, including these. Like ancient volcanic holes full of spring water everywhere. Um, it's just kind of weird looking because it feels like another planet. Plus, everything's Swiss themed because the mm. place was founded by a bunch of Swiss immigrants. Nice. And so everything is Durka Durka with a lot of like. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain. Just like a yeah, lot no, of. Yeah, that gingerbread style housing, like the. Uh... Oh, yeah. And they're all yeah. making cheese and stuff. It's like, it's yeah. just one of those things. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that, awesome. the city that they went to in Sideways. And I I keep saying it's Solvang, but they went to, oh, no, they did go to Solvang. There's the other, there's another city by there that is like, um, that is the split pea soup capital of the world. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, see, that's great. That's the kind of, like, this place is like, uh, uh, it's all about cheese curds. And, yeah. uh, weird cheeses and and then the, the all the hotels are themed like these bavarian castles and <laughs> it's really weird but we uh we love it there it's super peaceful and nice except we had a weird monsoon kind of a storm thing come in just like out of nowhere totally oh. effed up our barbecue plans we were trying to make steaks and had all these plans and it kept blowing out the pilot light and the barbecue thing and so we ended up having to go into town long story ate at this cheesy bar that ah, was <laughs> it was not <clears throat> it was not. Let's put it this way. You know, some bars it was rated really high in Rel- on Yelp, Relp, on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. But I think sometimes, um, that stuff is because you're drunk while you're rating it. Because <laughs> the food was really basic. Like, yeah, like the I I got 
uh, salsa and just as a starter, I got salsa and and chips. And they brought mm-hmm. out these chips, and they were just round Tostitos. Basically, the Tostitos right out of the bag, kind right of right out of the bag, and stale. I should I should say. Yeah. Uh, they also uh-huh. they had their very own homemade um, salsa, but it was so onion heavy that it gave me heartburn all night. So that was cool. Um, they had hot wings, but they were just the kind of thing you'd get at like a Walmart. Um, what else? Oh, these wedge salads. I was thinking, hey, a wedge salad sounds good. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the most like bottled dressing, <laughs> wilty. See, those, it was bad. It was bad. Those those are those take some work to make unique because it is base. It, it is the it is the um, basic bitch of salads, yep. right? I mean, the wedge salad is I'm cutting a, uh, an iceberg head of lettuce in quarters. Uh, I'm putting it on there and then dumping ranch and then hopefully like a um, thousand, not a thousand island, but a blue cheese, balsamic. Yeah. Blue cheese crumbles, balsamic vinaigrette, some bacon. Mm-hmm. You know who I, I hate to say, it, you know who makes it perfectly is uh, Outback Steakhouse. They, they make do. the, the yeah. best wedge salad. They do. Although none of y'all have had my wife's and it is killer. Cause she puts really? this chili. Okay. She, what she, she put puts put this there? chili paste thing on there. It's going to sound weird. But she puts like just enough of it on top. I don't even know what it's called. You know the little bottle? It's like covered in Chinese writing. <laughs> it's a yeah. jar. Um, it's kind of a dark red. I don't know the name. It, people will know this because you see it everywhere. Anyway, you put a little bit of that on there. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really? Turns the and thing. she just puts it loose on the salad. Doesn't like mix it in with the dressing or mm-hmm. anything like that. You just, just put it in there, and you kind of mix it yourself just by eating it. But oh, it, it just adds this little. Matuba says the chili crisp. Is it the one that's got like the crispy, like the the um, grilled, almost charred chilies in there? Yeah, Probably like not. how you see how they're like little dark flecks. It's yeah. definitely that, but it's not. Everyone's saying sriracha in the chat. It's not sriracha. It's not, not that. Not sriracha. No. Sure, Although sure, that might yeah, work, sriracha. but it's like a chili. Mm, I don't even know what. I'll figure it out because it's worth sharing. It's so, so good, and it turns that thing into like a fancy. I can't believe this is just here in my house kind of salad. It's so good. Wow. Yeah. All right. They did not do that at this bar. At Melvin's. Um, <laughs> Melvin's Public House. It's called. And Melvin's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I will give them credit for having a really amazing service. The The girl was so great. She was so awesome. And we tipped her well. And she was really, really nice. And they had all kinds of cool sport, sports stuff. The ambiance is great. Like, none of that's a problem. The food, though, they I think mm-hmm. they count on you being a little drunk when you eat it. So, mm-hmm. And we were not. <laughs> that's a bummer. That's all yeah. right. Uh, but it went really well. And uh, I, I will say this. Uh, bars and coffee shops. You know, this whole thing we were talking about before, how the, the whole the whole service industry seems to be in a bit of a funk. Yeah, and they're short-staffed yeah. and all that. Um, anywhere we went that was like a restauranty kind of place, including this, you know, Red Rock, which is normally super rock solid, reliable in Park City, because um, we spent part of the day in Park City. Uh, the Red Rock there, food's great, all that stuff's fine, but the, they were just so short-staffed, like you could tell there just weren't enough people there, so it was just stressful, and everybody's running around and getting orders wrong and all that stuff. Every restaurant we went to seems like it was like that. Every mm-hmm. bar and coffee shop, not at all like that. Like the hmm. bars and coffee shops, I think are either paying their people better, or they're just not having the shortage, or that's the preferable job. I, I don't know. Interesting. I wonder yeah. what it is about coffee shops that are able to um, keep and 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 pay their people enough to to not lose them. You know, probably the probably the pay. I mean, when you're charging seven eight bucks a latte, you're probably you're probably making bank if you've got regular traffic. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's the how many. 
employees do we need to turn out a product that makes profit? Whereas with a restaurant, you need obviously kitchen staff, you need um, servers, you need bus bussers, you need host uh, a host in the yeah, and you uh, need more management. Like you can't just let the 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 minions run the place. But at right. a coffee shop, you could you could have six twenty mm-hmm. somethings running your little hipster coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Who who cares? They're all doing the same job. It's all good. So yeah, there must be something to it, but I definitely felt that all weekend. It was really yeah. odd, really odd thing. So I don't know what it means. Here's what it probably means. I think here's Scott's grand prediction for today. Okay, everyone write this down and hold me to it. I think we're heading toward, I mean, this is probably obvious overall, we're heading toward an economic recession of some sort. I know that's happening. However, I think specifically in the food service industry, we are heading toward a recession of its own. And by recession, I just mean a shrinking of it. We've got way too many restaurants, way too many places to go, way too much choice. And there's going to be a retraction as prices go up and as it's impossible to hire employees and pay them a living wage. You're going to see places start to close down. We're going to reset a little bit. And And those employees are going to move to other places. And then those places finally are going to have enough staff to be able to support. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just hope (laughs) that's right. I did joke about this a couple weeks ago saying this is going to be the great fast food wars where taco bell finally reigns supreme yeah but um yeah i just as there i guess the only way to ensure that the restaurants you like are the ones that survive this are to keep supporting them during all this i guess so like yeah uh, well part of it part of it is is if they're kicking butt like mm -hmm. like this place near us called the break it's small Mm -hmm. in that it's singly it's one place it's owned locally it's not a franchise yeah um and they play. They pay all their people well, and it's packed wall to wall. And the people that do work there seem to love it there. Like they all just rave about being there. They love working there. They're super happy all the time. Those places will thrive. I'm not worried about those, yeah. but I am worried about franchisees and I don't know places that don't have the right attitude <laughs> or that or, yeah. or or don't value their employees. Like there's just going to be a pulling back, a culling of the herd, if you will. And then it'll and 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 I'm not saying this is good. It's going to suck. I'm just saying I think it's coming. That's all I'm saying. We'll see. Uh, Hey, Brian. uh, While I was out having fun, I guess you did a little bit of lifting. How how that go? I did a little bit of lifting, and uh, uh, let me just say, I wasn't planning on talking about this one, but yesterday, so like, oh, no TMS. I've got a you know, I've got a uh, uh, a bonus this week if I can get sixty six rides in. I get a you know. A several hundred dollar bonus like all right i'm gonna go for that and since we don't have tms on monday god what a great day for me to just go bam 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 get a bunch of short rides and get this in mm-hmm. i start my day by going to boulder which is usually like all of the the college kids who live there over the summer needing rides to the the squeaky bean and the you know the, the <laughs> king please, supers or whatever please tell me there's a is there really a squeaky bean yeah, there's a, there was a restaurant here in Colorado called the Squeaky Bean. I love that yeah. name. That's an incredible yeah. name. It does it does sound like something you'd find on Urban Dictionary, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's. Yeah. I'm sure there are alternate definitions of the Squeaky Bean. <laughs> I love that name, though. It's great. So uh, I I drive up to Boulder, and on the way up, I I turn on the the Start Finding Me rides, and immediately I get all right, person in Boulder. Uh, five minutes away. Go pick them up. Take them for a thing, and I think it. You know, I didn't see any modifiers that say um, uh, airport drop off or 45 plus minute ride or anything like that. So great. Head up there. It's good. 
You don't want to end up like last week where you were 400 billion miles away from everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So as I'm, as I'm heading there, it goes, ba-dunk, which means that they've changed out that ride. Or no, I guess it's, you know, it's a little noise that means, <laughs> oh, we've changed out that ride. And it says, higher paying ride, now available, rerouting you to new passenger. I'm like, oh, all right, cool, fine, whatever. Uh, I see the person has a, a bag. As I pull up, I see that they've got a suitcase. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, it's a it's an airport run. There goes, you know, mm-hmm. 40 minutes, and now I've got to find my way back from the airport. Sure. So I, I um, pull up. I hop out to open the back door for them, and I say, hey, looks like uh, you're going to the airport. He says, nope, Colorado Springs. And I, and, and I don't know what my face would have must have looked like. But it was probably something like what? <laughs> Wait, can they do uh, that? I thought they couldn't do that. Like you, you got tricked. You got duped, kind of. Right? I it, kind of. I mean, it's. I don't have any sort of restrictions saying nope. Only or give me a chance to turn off uh, automatic rides or anything like that. So it was my own my own fault. Sure. So for people who don't live in Colorado, Boulder is half an hour north of me Colorado Springs is about an hour and 15 minutes south of me mm. so this was a two hour hundred mile ride oh my lord further than the one I took last week where I said where I was like at least I didn't have somebody with their moldy mildewy clothes wet clothes in a bag in the car this guy was really nice we talked he was French talked the whole time uh about all the different places he's lived, Switzerland and Miami, Florida, and then Colorado and London for eight years. And Does he have a cool so, accent, like a. You know. He did have a very cool. It was a, you know, it was a Patrick accent, and wow. he at one point did say "really, really." Did he? And I was like, "Oh wow, listen to that." He's, oh, he says "really, really." That's good. I really brought it back home for you. That's awesome. But then I thought, "Oh my god! All right, great. Now I'm stuck a hundred <laughs> miles away in Colorado Springs." And fortunately, I did get. Um, I did get a ride back up to Denver. I just basically set destination mode. Also, and I probably won't go too far into this, I either drove two, one, or zero prostitutes yesterday. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, I need to know more. Both situations were a little, like, and I based this, you know, purely on um, what they were wearing and how they were brought to my car mm. by the person whose name was on the the uh, lift order. Like in both cases, the person who brought them to the car was the um, was the person whose name was on the lift account. Had the little photo of them. Uh, Do they have one a cane and a huge like, fur coat and a hat? No, no, no. I think they were the. I think they were the. Uh, uh, the the Johns, I think those were the. Uh, oh, they were previous clients. I see. They were the clients. Yeah, just wrapping up their time. One of them was uh, in a trailer park next to a house, and the you know just what she was wearing and the whole situation and the the apartment that I was taking her to. I don't know. I, I could easily be reading way more into it than, uh, and that's why I say a two, one, or zero. Yeah, Brian won't get in, Brian won't get in any trouble at all for saying that how they looked. It'll be fine. No one will send emails. <laughs> Not how they looked from a um, <laughs> from a facial features kind of perspective, but uh, how they looked from what they were wearing was like, oh, these this kind of looks like what I see 
um, prostitutes wearing in Hollywood films with the like shiny pink hot pants and the belly shirt and that sort of thing ah. at, at seven o'clock in the morning, six, uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Mm. Like, hmm. well, anyway. Previous night's so, work being knows? done. Who sure. knows? Yeah. yeah, who knows? It's not like they're going to tell you. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, maybe they will. It's like, uh, so am I driving you to work? Yeah. yeah. My- <laughs> nope, you're driving me home from work. Okay. Oh, boy. So, anyway. interesting. Um, yeah, so that's all. That's neither here nor there. And that's like in my in the show notes, I actually have two different stories I want to really quickly tell. Uh, and here's the first one comes with a be nice to your Lyft driver request. Okay, fair enough. Um, when you place your order, when you play, when you punch up the app and say, "I would like a ride," and a ride is accepted, stay the f there. Mm. Uh, mm. I got a pickup over the weekend at um, uh, the Rockies at Coors Field. The the Rockies game ended, and there was a ton of traffic. It was bumper to bumper, and if the person would have stayed where they ordered the ride, um, they could have actually walked down the street that was bumper to bumper and gotten in my car and we would have been on the way. Sure. But uh, no, this guy drunk and and, uh, three people, all all three of them drunk, they uh, decided they were going to start walking the opposite direction around the ballpark. Okay. Which is all bumper to bumper traffic, (laughs) every direction. Okay. And I'm texting and saying, hey, um, come back to where you were when you ordered the ride. No response. I call. Hey, um, hey, uh, I'm Brian. I'm your Lyft driver. Can you do me a favor? Turn around and actually walk back to where you were when you you picked up the Lyft drive. And if you walk a little bit further than that, you'll actually see my car. You can get and we can go. Oh, okay, dude. Yeah, no problem. Which side of the ballpark are you on? Oh, I'm on the northwest side. Just come around on the northwest side. Yeah. And I watch his little stupid icon go. Like it's like it's like um. Like I'm one of the ghosts and he's Pac-Man and I'm just chasing him around the, uh, the, the maze. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. How annoying. I'll show you. I'll show you. I could actually send you. I decided cause I wasn't doing anything. I could pretty much take a picture while I was sitting in traffic. So, um, I think what I'm sending you is where, <laughs> yeah, is where, uh, I am. I'm the, uh, the, the arrow. You and, and your arrow, like that song, like that song. You went, you and your arrow, right? I'm the arrow, exactly. Yeah. Me and my arrow, yeah. Uh, straighter than arrow. Uh, <laughs> the pushpin is where he requested the ride, and then the little dude uh, down in the bottom right corner is where he was continuing to walk, and he continued past that. Let's see. Uh, anyway, just frustrating. So stay, oh, stay put. Yeah, Please. stay put. Oh yeah, look at that. You guys were in a, you were in a permanent little loop there, and if he didn't, one of you's got to stop. Exactly. <laughs> You're yes. never gonna I, mean, meet I don't anywhere. see him walking towards me, so I've got to. I've got to hit him. That's great. Uh, also, picked up a couple guys uh, from a. Um, they, were, they were at some sort of uh, tennis match or something. They were just watching a game. I don't know what game they were watching, but Australian. And I happen to be wearing that Australian Hawaiian shirt that um, that I've worn on, on the show several times. They've got kangaroos and echidnas and cassowaries and stuff like sure. that on it. It's very Australian koala. And um, they're chatting, and then all of a sudden, one of them goes, "Hey, oh, I like that shirt, mate. What did you? What did you just pour? I all just over dumped yourself? everything everywhere. Hold on, I'm, sorry, right. I've interrupted Brian's story for a mess. Uh, right. 
All right, so we're back. Scott's cleaning his mess. Back, Brian right. was in the middle of a story. Okay, go ahead. Right. All right. So I'm wearing the my Australian uh, Hawaiian shirt, which, like I said, has uh, kangaroo, has uh, koala bears. What's the dog? The Australian dog? Uh, d- not wall. Uh, dingo. A dingo. Dingo. Thank you. All right, dingo. Um, uh, and uh, the guy, the guy uh, takes a uh, uh, in the middle of his story, stops talking, and says, "Hi, mate." Is that a is that a Hawaiian shit with Australian animals on it? I go, yeah, man, sure is. I, I and I joke. I said, I know I knew you guys were going to be in the car, so I wore this specifically for you. Yeah. And he says, mate, I'll give you a hundred bucks for that shit right what? now. <laughs> Did you do it? And, and my first thought is, oh my god, do I? You know, do I just? sell it to him and then end my day driving uh do i so i'm like my sh- first thought is, oh, no, with you? is that what happened you'd, you'd have to wear his shirt to to get out of there no what? no i don't think so i think he would just take my shirt and uh wow uh so i'm like oh man no thanks you yeah, i appreciate that i think uh um because this was one of T- uh, one of tina's uh, australian friends that sent me this shirt uh, so I was like, oh, I can't do it. And I'm glad I did. And I found out later that it's very, it's, it's their Australia Day shirt and they only make it. And once, once they're sold out, they only make it for that year's Australia Day. And then once they make it, they're done with that design. So it's, it's gone. But I'm so, like, the so more hundred bu- hundred bucks like, is not probably not even that good of a deal is what you're saying. Right? hundred bucks is, I think a pretty good deal. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and so my initial, no, thanks, man. I appreciate it, but I probably get in trouble. He's like, all right, all right, but if you change your mind. And, and then he pulls out his phone. He goes, uh, hey, uh, remind me in one hour to look up Australian Hawaiian shirts on Amazon. <laughs> He's going to buy one. So I'm thinking, you know, if he, if he pushes it again, if he offers the deal again, I'm going to take it because, yeah, I'm losing a shirt. But I'm getting a hundred bucks and a story for TMS. Oh yeah, no, this is all content. Are you kidding? <laughs> Such great content. Then, then I want you. Uh, so as he's getting out of the sh- out of the car, he says, uh, "All right, last chance. Hundred bucks for that shirt." I'm like, "Well, okay." He's like, "No, I'm just kidding, mate. See you. Have a good day." <laughs> he was kidding the whole time. Jackass. Jackass. That's what happens when you when you wait too long. You know. You, so you you would have you would have had to ride home totally shirtless, right? I would have ridden home totally shirtless, which isn't a you know it's not against the law. I would have had my uh, you know yeah my, yeah my uh, don't need uh, to be hanging out in my car. Uh, no no I feel uh, yeah I, I I I'm trying to think what would I have done. I mean if he just said yes, what would I have done? I think I would have probably done that? it. Just drive home. Yeah, I would have driven home a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, hundred bucks uh, richer and with a great story. I think I still ended up with a good story, but um, yeah, almost. It's almost better from a like. How do I how do I put this? The, the fact that he was never serious is both irritating yeah. and great. You know what I mean? I I think if I would have said yes right away, he he would have been. I think he thought about it more and was like turned it into a joke. I think if I would have said. Yes, the first time he did it, I would have gotten hundred bucks, and he, I would have taken my shirt off, driven them the rest of the way, and then he would have realized what a dumb idea it was. Because also, I don't know, I didn't get a good look at him, but I think this shirt would have, uh, my shirt would have been uh, a little snug on him, more snug than it is on me. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, 
I love that story. That's freaking great. <laughs> but at the same time, look, you came home with both things. A good story. The only thing you didn't come home with is the extra hundred bucks. Was the hundred bucks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? Worth it. I got the story out of it, and I get to keep the shirt. And like I said, Tina, Tina says that uh, our friend Vicky would have been really pissed if I would have sold that shirt for a hundred bucks. Story oh, or not? I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Can you confirm something for me? I want to know if this is the sound that Lyft makes when you when you get a drive thing. Hold on. Okay. All right. Let's see. Oh, why is there no volume? I don't know. Uh, you know, YouTube. I Aww. if you're gonna do Aww. your TikTok ripoffs, if you're gonna make a sh- these shorts, it's fine. <laughs> but me. Oh, there's some sound. That's not it though. Nope. Okay, well, freaking f it. I hate these. Ugh. If they're gonna, if you're gonna have them, fine. Make them work so I can <laughs> use them. <laughs> All right. It's what it sounds like. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's do some news. We got news. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of this right here. So let's do that. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning. Good morning. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Uh, I'm looking at my my feed, Scott. Did Play Retro get moved a bit this week? What What's the deal? Well, only this week. Uh, tomorrow we'll be having the show because today. I'm on DTNS. We've swapped days. Uh, what? Uh, because Crazy. today, today uh, formerly of Tested fame and uh, a bunch of other stuff, uh, Will Smith, not the actor, but the as white as me guy, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite tech voices in the world is going to be on today. And uh, I said, well, hey, I want to be on when Will Smith's on. They said, well, that's cool. We'll totally make that happen. So I'm on DTNS today. And then tomorrow we're doing Play Retro. It's just we're swapping days. That's all. Real simple. Yeah. No okay. big deal. All right. All right. So if you're into Play Retro and you want to hear all about Legacy of Kane, which is our next big thing we're talking about, Ooh. then be here tomorrow for that. All right. 3.30, same time as, as usual. Just a different day this week only. Next week, it's back to Tuesdays and everything's everything's normal. Uh, Play Retro. Uh, it, it, all you have to do is find that wherever you get your podcast. All right. Check this out. We're going to start with a Colorado Springs man, which is perfect since you were just driving around up there. Yeah, since I just was in in the (laughs) conservative, prostitute-filled town of Colorado Springs. That's right. Oh, I always forget. So Boulder's the the super liberal one. Boulder's super liberal. uh, Liberable. Liberable. (laughs) Liberable. Well, wait, where does, where does Bobert hail from? Is she anywhere near Bobert Colorado Springs? uh, No, further, further uh, west by like appropriately rifle and parachute Colorado by Grand Junction. Oh, um, she she lives near somewhere called is that Rifle. El Paso County, or even further, might even be. Oh no, El Paso County is southeast. Yeah, it's. Uh, Speaking of which, and nobody should, look. It's you know, uh, no shame here, except that she's a hypocrite. But she used to be a do a little prostitutiness back in the day. Oh, did she? she really? Yeah, there was some talk that she was like an es- a professional escort for a couple of years. Oh wow! And. Uh, Oh, oh, and that also she's had a couple of abortions. Again, totally her right, and, and so she shouldn't mm-hmm. be such a hypocrite about it and try to Wait, take it from others. she got to choose whether yeah. or not she had those? Weird, right? Weird. Weird. Yeah. Whatever. Bobert. <laughs> Freaking Bobert. Uh, let's get to the story. Colorado Springs man hopes to buy a shirt. Oh, this is weird. Just kidding. I didn't. Miss that. <laughs> nice. that would have been great. Um, that would have been great. Uh, Colorado Springs man hopes to be fourth person to push a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose. Well, it's uh, it's really striving to be the fourth person. Yeah, I mean, you know, who wants to be first when it's, you can be fourth? It's a poorly worded. It's a poorly worded headline, right? Hopes to be the fourth person to push a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose instead of like 
hopes to join the the ranks of people who've pushed a peanut up Pike's Peak. Yeah, I feel but, like this. Yeah. I feel like the writer of this article is actually kind of throwing a little shade on the guy. I think so. Because like, yeah. why would you do this? But here's what he has to do: lying on his yeah. stomach in the red dirt at the base of the Bar Trail and Manitou Springs. Bob Manitou. Sa- Manitou. There you go. Bob Salem wears a device affixed to his face that looks like uh, both a homemade gas mask and the trunk of a very skinny elephant. A peanut in its shell rests on the ground in front of him. So now we've painted you a visual photo here, visual picture. (laughs) Uh, It says, basically, I'm going to sit here and low crawl all the way here, all the way up here and flick the peanut up the mountain, he says, laser focused on the task at hand. The homemade contraption on his face is actually a mask from the uh, CPAP sleep machine with a <laughs> with a black plastic serving spoon duct taped to it. Uh, with its help, Salem hopes to be the fourth person to successfully climb Pike's Peak on his hands and knees while pushing a peanut with his nose. Yeah, I wanted everybody to see what uh, this guy looked like, so I'm going to put a photo in the uh, in the chat. Why is he put? Uh, they say he's pushing it with his nose, but he's pushing it with his contraption. Well, it's. Right, that's a good point, right? It's a contraption that's attached to his nose. Yeah. So look at that chat. Like um, there's a but big But it's not scoopy. technically with his nose. I guess his nose is where the spoon bit starts and goes down. Um uh, we'll allow it, I guess. Whatever. This yeah. guy. Technically it's an <clears throat> extension of his nose. Yeah. He looks like he might smell bad i'm just gonna put that out there anyway see i put a photo in our in our discord of his uh, you know with the whole contraption on and yeah the article here has him he seems pretty excited you have not looked at my photo oh no i'm sorry where's your photo <laughs> never mind oh there you go i like it yeah yeah remember that thing <laughs> the moss eisley spy yes, i love that exactly. voice hold on here chat there's the guy this would be much cooler, by the way, if this was him. That would be way cooler, yeah. Although it'd be really hot in the uh, the temperature that we've had. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Um, anyway, he says, from what I can tell, I should be able to get up in about a mile, or get up, get to about a mile an hour uh, as he moves the peanut. Um, the peanut rolls backward down the trail, lost, so he lost some ground, uh, but he <laughs> shim- shimmies toward it and starts over, noting that the entire 12.6-mile journey has three miles of steps. It thinks that will be the most difficult part. I don't know. I think the most difficult part is how somehow you have the time to freaking do this. I think that's difficult. Yeah, know. like 12, 12 hours. If he's going a mile an hour and it's 12, 12 miles up, um, 12.6 miles, it just feels like, uh, I don't know. If you can't be the first, why do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the it's point? Not like, it's not like the the Guinness Book of World Records says, by the way, the fourth strongest man in the world is No, Bill there's Johnson not. Of- name a contest where fourth matters. There yeah. isn't one. There's nothing after no. bronze. You're yeah, done exactly. at the third right? place. You're not, even, you're not even on the podium. You're like standing off to the side going, oh. Man. Yeah, you're lamenting your loss at fourth. Yeah. So now that you know that the work's already done by three others, go home, dude. Right. Don't be right. doing this. Go I wouldn't scoot. even be the wouldn't even want to be the second person. It's like, oh, somebody's already done that. Well, shoot. Okay. It'd be funny if his grandpa's at home wheezing to death at night because he his grandson took his uh, his CPAP, <laughs> CPAP. Yeah. <laughs> and grandma can't stir her soup because he took her spoon. Yeah. This guy, who knows what he's I feel up to. like. I feel like he also could have done a lot better. Like he's only flicking it a few feet. I feel like you could get it up in that spoon and then go. Shoom, and like really huck it up there 
Yeah, then especially stand this, up, yeah. walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to where it is. You're basically playing peanut golf up a mountain. Is what yeah, because the the jewel, the job is not to get yourself up there as much as it right. is the peanut. The peanut is the key right. crucial object. So when he gets to these steps, for example, like shown in the article, do like Brian says, heave it up yeah. there. Right. It doesn't matter how sloppy it is. Get up, walk up, do it again. Yeah. Or don't because you're fourth. This is so dumb. Uh, BioCow in the chat says, well, what about when uh, like radio, they say, we'll take out the fourth caller. Totally different. <laughs> you could yeah. say that about any number. You say, we'll take the 18th caller. We'll take the sixth right, caller. Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter. But this guy, I think he needs a better hobby. That's all I'm saying. I think, you, and, and uh, do you think you could get more attention if you just didn't use a peanut and used like a, um, I don't know, like a, like a carrot or a- <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something random. Something that wouldn't roll. You wouldn't want to do a golf ball because then you've got some, like, then it's one bad roll and it's it's down the mountain. And good, good point. Three-fourths of the way up. Yeah, with a, with a peanut, I assume you've got at least a 50% chance of roll because if it's, you know, if it's turned this way, it may not. But if it's this a way, silicon on the implant. Get, there you go. a silicon implant up Pike's Peak. Bingo. That would work. Yeah. Or just anything, like a little block, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what? A 20-sided die. How about that? Ah, too rolly. Too rolly. Yeah, that thing, again, many, yeah. hits the edge of one of those stairs, and it'll roll back down, and and uh, critical critical fail. What about a... <laughs> do we have anything square we can think of? Like a... I, I mean, know. Uh, uh, Six-sided cube, die. Cube. Six-sided die. Yeah. <laughs> fuzzy dice. Fuzzy dice. I like one that. One fuzzy die. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> uh, whatever. Wish him the best. Hope it goes okay. Yeah. Here's a story about... Erecting things. Mm. Sure. Hey. Albuquerque is erecting statues of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Not mm. the actors, but the characters they played. In oh, a movie, gotcha. Okay. Oh, so please tell me it'll be pantsless Walter White. I mean, that's what I want, but yeah. I don't think that's what they're doing. It says here, in a move to reveal what is likely the first ever municipal statues honoring the meth manufacturers, <laughs> the city of Albuquerque <laughs> is unveiling statues dedicated to Breaking Bad characters Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. According to the press release, the statue was originally commissioned from sculptor Trevor Grove in 2019 uh, by series creator Vince Gilligan, who is donating the statues to the city along with Sony Pictures Television. They're also part of this. Uh, Quote, over the course of 15 years, two TV shows and one movie, Albuquerque has been wonderful to us. I wanted to return the favor and give something back, says Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan. Uh, <laughs> these, they're see, they're larger than life bronze statues of Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Uh, these exist thanks to the generosity of Sony Pictures Television and the artistry of sculptor Trevor Grove, and I love them. It makes me happy to picture them gracing the Duke City for decades to come, attracting busloads of tourists. I would go see these. This would be cool. Oh, for sure. I don't know. It's amazing that if those statues already exist. Mm-hmm. Why there are no pictures online of what those statues look like? That's a really good question. Including this article, there's no. Yeah, there's no I, shots I would of think it. that. Uh, all right, cool. There's, um, you know, there's there's a photo. It's not in its place yet, but uh, here's a photo of what it's going to look like. But yeah, I guess that. So there is some notes here toward the end of the article about it being. Uh, they're doing it indoors. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, because something Cranston and. And Paul said, they said, we also appreciate the statues will be indoors and therefore protected from pigeons depositing their critiques on our heads. <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, anyway, I, you know, that's cool. Whatever. I'd see, you know what? If I was going to Albuquerque, I'd, I'd look that up. 
And you, you, you were a, you were down bell. there. You got some blue meth and the uh, pizza roof and all that. I did. I totally did. Somewhere is all that blue meth. I might, I might have tossed it. But yeah, you got to take a little um, a, a desk clerk bell with you when you go see it and go ding 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 and just slobber and like make a face and then shit yourself in the police station. Oh man, that guy. Freaking. What's his name? Not Tuco. Salamanca. 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 What a character. That guy. Yes. I guess we get him uh, a whole mo- bunch more of him this season in, in Saul, which you I've not started do. yet. You do? Oh, you haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, last night's episode was so good. I hear it was a very Wexler episode yesterday. Mm. It was. Yes. I love her. If she yes. wins that or that Emmy, I would be very happy. That would be great. Yeah, she deserves it. Uh, Rhea Seahorn deserves every bit of that that Oscar. I agree. All. Don't worry, I'm not saying a single word. I'm not saying anything spoilery about that episode whatsoever. I'm not, and I have no idea, so I can't spoil it. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, All right, let's move on uh, to this here story about genetically engineered pig hearts are being transplanted into dead people. Oh, okay. Yep. For why? Well, here's the deal. For for, for why? (laughs) For why? (laughs) I want to say that more often when someone says, Scott, yeah. take out the trash. For why? For why? <laughs> oh, I'm going to drive Kim crazy with that. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Genetically engineered pig hearts. Let's go here. Researchers successfully transplanted genetically modified pig hearts into two recently deceased people uh, connected to ventilators. The New York uh, University team announced uh, yeah, it was a few days ago now. The surgeries were the latest step toward or step forward in the field of animal to human transplants or xenotransplantation. Ooh, that's a scary term, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Xeno. Xeno. If you're xenophobic, you may not want this pig heart. Anyway. Much better than xenotransplantation. Oh, yeah. No, well, I don't know. Lucy she seems, she a, seems uh, pretty great, Genetic though. pig heart. I'd take her heart. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to give her that. But I'll take her heart. Yeah. She's got a strong yeah. heart. Sure. I don't want Hercules' heart because he's a pud. That guy. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. flurries of successes so far this year, raising hopes for a new uh, steady supply of organs to ease shortages, which you're having a problem with right now. Um, the only thing different about these heart transplants from uh, normal human to non-human, or to, sorry, normal human to human transplants is the organ itself. The research team said in a statement, quote, our goal is to integrate the practices used in a typical everyday heart transplant only with non-human organs that will function normally without additional aid from untested devices or medicines, says Nader Mozami. Ooh. I am Nader. Who are you? I am Nader Mozami. Nader Mozami. It's a great name. Yes. Director of Heart Transplantation at the NYU Long Gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, Langon Trans- <laughs> Transplant <laughs> Institute. Aww. That's an unfortunate faux pas there. Yeah. Anyway, um, the idea is, though, even though they were dead, their bodies are still functioning because they're on life support, basically they're on you know oh, ventilation and all okay. that. Okay, all right. So they're they're technically so brain dead, but um, not with us, but functioning because you're keeping them alive. Right, basically. and that and okay, that makes sense then that they're able to experiment and and uh, yeah, and see what the other systems of the body do and what rejects okay. what and all that. So it's actually a really big big deal. Um, so I guess the Pickards came from biotechnology company Revencore. Reven Revic. Revivacor. 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 Revivacor, probably. Revivacor, probably. Produces genetically modified pigs uh, and also funded the research. The pigs had 10 genetic modifications, 
four to block pig genes <laughs> and prevent <laughs> rejection uh, to six uh, to uh, and six to add human genes. So basically, they're they're trying to make them more compatible. And um, yeah. I don't know. I'd oh, take cool. a pig heart if I was going to die. Bring it in. Let's do it. For sure. Yeah. My heart stops working. Pig heart. No problem. Zero issue. And if I start craving like, what do pigs like? Mud? Fine. Whatever. Right. I'll go lay in some mud. Final story. It'd be some pig. It'd be some uh, you'd pig. have a spider writing that up above your head. There you go. Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, got married again. <laughs> and here's how did they, they did it. Did they ever get married the first time, or was it just uh, <laughs> that they dated for a really long time? You know what? That's a really good question. I guess they weren't actually married before. I don't think they got married before. I think you're right. I think that is correct. So uh, they did it through your favorite method, Brian, a Las Vegas drive through <laughs> now, if it's if it's with uh, uh, with an Elvis, you know, on the way through, then that's great. That's even better. Oh like yeah, Elvis has to be in the window. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only been married to Jennifer Lopez, so only been married to Jennifer Garner, and now Jennifer Lopez. So all the Jennifers is where he's all at. the Jennifers. Yep. Yeah, all the Jennifers, all the Jennifers. Look out, Jennifer Walters. Oh, oh, that's a shame. What about Jennifer Aniston? They never went out. Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer uh, Beals, Jennifer, Jennifer Beals, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer would Lawrence. be a good choice. Jennifer, how about Jennifer from uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's a for, she's a horse talker, or horse whisperer, or whatever. It is. So many Jennifers. Holy cow! I'm <laughs> sensing a uh, <laughs> Ghost I'm whisper. sensing a, uh, a, a Tadpooly feud question in the future. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, anyway, they went through one of those things. It was on Saturday, and uh, now they're married. So, well done, nice. you two. Uh, good for them. Yeah. Good for that. I think that couple's really going to make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure this time I'll stick. I have no doubt. Yes. I'm sorry. I have all the doubt. All right. Is uh, she yeah. is she now going to be J-Laugh instead of J-Lo? She's J-Laugh. Well, that's uh-huh. how we refer to the the coupling, right, is J-Laugh, I think. Or or, or Benlo. Is it Benlo? <laughs> I mean, it's been Benifer. Oh, Benifer, yeah. yeah. I hate that, though. Yeah. I like Benlo. Do Benlo. Benlo. Or no, wait. Benlo. <laughs> that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> it does. Because she's, she's J-Lo. And he's Ben. He's B-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough celebrity news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, our very own celebrity, Bill Duran, will be joining us. And uh, he's got a little surprise up his sleeve. I don't know how this oh, is going to go. Really? but He's going to unmake something is what he's planning on doing. Possibly. Oh, surprise? He's that might, no, it might be a way of saying it. I don't think it's exactly what people will take from your statement, but it's close. Uh, we'll oh, see. Oh, really? Okay, I was just, I was just yeah. You were just, you were just winging it, but it's kind of true, yeah. weirdly. Anyway, so that'll come up then, and then Bobby after that. So stick around. Uh, we need a song right now, though. So what do you have? Yeah. Oh, how about some uh, some uh, some peace and love music from Austin? This is a band called Golden Dawn Orchestra. They spell it with an A R K at the beginning. Or- orchestra instead of orchestra. Wow. Um, they've got their uh, album coming out. It's called the Gold Album, August twelfth. Uh, digitally, but also on limited edition 180 gram vinyl, which ought to be really cool. Uh, this is going to be released in partnership with Spaceflight Records, Eye in the Sky, and Terrorbird Media. Um, this this first song is great. It's called Golden Limousine. Here is the Golden Dawn Orchestra. Right there, we were talking. Body is rocking. 
Japanese sword. They are all that is man. This is the morning stream. And we've returned. Hey, tell me about that band whose name uh, sounds like the way my dad would pronounce it. Sure, it's the Golden Down Orchestra. Yeah. Uh, the brand new album is called The Gold Album. comes out in the middle of August, but that is the first song. It's called Golden Limousine. Enjoy it and uh, in anticipation of the new album. Nice. It's interesting spelling. I wonder why they did that. There's probably some story, you know? Uh, I think it's like a foreign spelling, like a German. Oh. Because I've seen other orchestras. Oh, interesting. Certainly with a K. I don't know about with an A, but... Uh, Every day, learn something new. Here on the show. Yeah. That's what we yeah. do. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Check it out, everybody. Bill Duran joining us all the way from beautiful the Seattle surrounding area. And uh, he's joining us. To, I don't know if it's beautiful. It's probably really hot there, too, like everywhere else right now. Are you having a heat wave, Bill? What's going on? It's been actually quite pleasant the last few days. Really? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. We had a pleasant nice. couple of days. I mean, if you count 90 plus, it's pleasant. But it's normal for our summers. But everybody else, man, London, 104 today, highest on oh, record. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, never had a higher uh, thing. I think that's what four. Uh, that's over 40 uh, Celsius, I think, something like that. Anyway, I don't know how those people are doing it. How you? How y'all doing it? Uh, Claire says she's sweating her beeps off, which is uh, sure she is. Yeah, that's <laughs> Irish for breasts, I believe. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bill, it's good to have you back. I'm always happy to be talking to you and. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea how what today's going to be like, although I have a hint because of some stuff you sent me. So uh, uh-huh. how do you want to proceed here? You tell me. Well, today I want to talk about making music. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a different uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Definitely counts as making, though. Yeah. Making something from nothing. That's true. 
Uh, I wanted to bring it up. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I let fly. I believe that I had some recordings of me singing in a band mm-hmm. from the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I've been I've been into music my whole life. In first grade, I took piano lessons. They didn't really stick, but, you know, I got <laughs> I got started. Uh, and then in elementary school, I was in the in the chorus. But there was also a select chorus called the Children's Choir. I was in that, too. Oh. Uh, so before puberty hit, I could sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everything changed in, uh, in seventh grade. Uh, in college, I got a guitar. And my, both my twin brother and I got guitars. And we used to play at open mic na- nights in our little town of Oswego, New York. We would nice. play, like, uh, Green Day and Goldfinger covers, which mm-hmm. was a good time. Sure. Nice. Uh, and then when I was in college, or just after college, actually, a bunch of buddies from college and I had a band. Mm. And we played a couple of shows in Oneonta, New York. <laughs> what including was What was the name of the band, by the way? Just curious. The, the band was called The Joystick Generation. Okay. And the slogan was, we change our band members just like we change our underwear every <laughs> couple of months. <laughs> Because it was, nice. people came and go, would come and go frequently. It was a college band, so if someone would graduate, then they needed to fill that spot. Sure. Uh, and that's how I got in. They needed someone who could both play the guitar and sing, and I could kind of do both. So I was suddenly the front man for this band. Wow. We played at our college in the gymnasium. We played at a couple bars in town, and we played on 5505. That's right. We played at Smokey Joe's in Oneonta, New York. Whoa, Smokey Joe's. We Joe's. recorded it. <laughs> nice. Oh, wait, that's okay. where, that's where these right. came from? That's where the recording happened was the Smokey yeah. Joe's? Okay. This was recorded off of a hi video camera, and I ripped the audio out at some point. <laughs> okay. Sweet. So we're uh, looking at top quality studio recordings here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I want to point out, too, that um, we were paid in beer, and we were paid ahead of time, which was <laughs> probably a mistake. Uh, I took a couple hours to set up, and we were drinking the whole time. Oh, no. So how did did those negotiations go? It's like, how do you guys like to pay beer? Okay, when do you want it? Up front. Okay, cool. (laughs) And the monitor. Half up up front and half (laughs) performing. (laughs) The monitor wasn't working, so none of us could hear ourselves. So everything went a little bit off the rails, but let me tell you, it was a really, really fun time. So I, I sent the songs to Scott. Okay. Maybe nice. maybe beer is a good song to play, but it's also by the way, we mostly played real big fish covers, so it's a lot of ska. Is the one called Bob about you somehow? No, okay. it's a that's a no effect song. Okay. Just was curious. <laughs> uh I don't know why I thought that cuz Bill and Bob are nothing alike. Um all right, here we go. Let's play Beer. This is called Beer. It's track number 10 from Joystick Generation. We'll just oh, hear, yeah. hear a little bit of this and see what we think. Work in the crowd. This is great. Doing crowd work. I love it. Okay, here it comes. Oh, yeah. Are you still warming up? Probably. (laughs) It's our second to last song. We're still warming up. Yeah. (laughs) You might want to jump forward a hair. Let's see. We might know. We'll probably not. Here it comes. 50% chance, people. Is that a you on guitar? Sure is. Nice. 
very ska, very cool. Uh, responsible for picking it up. Yeah. Oh, everyone has to a little everyone bit. Everyone had to pick it up. Yeah. Oh, here he is singing. Dude, that's awesome, dude. I love it. Yeah, right. I love it. Look at you guys. And was it? Um, I mean, I assume this was a very joyful, good time back then. Yeah, we had a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, seemed, oh, listen to this. Barely course. knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Singing about beer. That's so good. Yeah, I, I was probably 23 at the time. 22, 23. Yeah. And it was just super, super fun. I remember being completely, well, I was a little drunk, but I remember being, just being completely on cloud nine in front of a crowd. There's like 20 people there. Brittany filmed this. <laughs> yeah. And as you've still got, did you convert those too as well? So you got digital versions of the I, video? I don't know if I have the video. Uh, I've looked and I don't think I had the video anymore. Is those Super 8s corrode, man? They go, they go to yeah. the, they go to the grave. Those things. Yep. That's unfortunate. So, well, that's awesome. Love my it. My hope is that what people take away from this is like I'm, I'm. There are things I'm good at. Making music is not really one of them. I'm okay. Yeah. But I'm not great. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do if I'm in the car by myself is just to turn the music on real loud and sing as loud as I can. <laughs> Again, it doesn't matter if anyone hears me and it doesn't matter if it's good. It makes me feel great. So there's a real ca- there's a catharsis to that, right? Like just right. letting it rip and blaring your favorite song. We did a bunch of this driving this weekend with uh, Kim has a new playlist just full of old lady songs and Stuff would come awesome. on like Prince's Let's Get Nuts or Let's Get Crazy or whatever the song is. I don't know what the title is. Let's Go Crazy. Let's Go yeah. Crazy, yeah. That thing comes on, there's no stopping me. I'm going to ruin everyone's <laughs> day right. in the car. I'll freaking you know what it. song gets me going? Mm. Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, man. Oh, nice. By Queen, yeah. yeah. Sure. In fact, no. there's a Vandals cover that's really, really good, too. I'll bet Brian has that cover. If I bet I have that one. <laughs> So uh, tell me about this. Tell me about this one called Chick Magnet, real quick. What's the What's the deal there? Oh, that's an MXPX song. Oh, you, so this okay. Play so that if you want, let me just hear a little taste. <laughs> yeah. I'll skip ahead a little. So that's not you singing. No, that's the bass player Nick, who is actually still playing music. He his name is uh, Nick Hongs. He's in a band called Gimme Gimme. That is a tribute band to the world's greatest cover band me first in the gimme gimme oh brian loves that so he he's still he's still doing it he's still living the dream that's yeah. great yeah that that band is like an amalgamation of a few different um mm-hmm. punk and ska bands but you love you've but always raved about them right they're always doing they're great, great. They're, and... they they figured out their formula and they stuck to it and i don't care if if Everything they do is that formula. They have figured out, they perfected that formula. I'll oh, listen yeah. to it every and every I, album they put out. Mm. And I feel like the whole gist of the Me First and the Gimme Gimmies is they're all in their own bands. Yeah. And they formed this other band to play covers so that they wouldn't really have to try very hard. Right. That's what it kind of feels <laughs> like. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so they this, haven't put out anything in a while, too. It's been, it's yeah. been a couple It's been years. a bit. Yeah. Pandemic, man. They got everybody. Uh, yeah. The um, this version of Brandy is this the song I think it is? Uh, yeah, Looking Glass. Uh, yeah, yes, the, yeah. It's probably also the the song that we practice the least. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is perfect then. Let me nice. see if I can get to a part here and play it. Here we go. Oh, 
love it. You need backup. Why wasn't everybody else doing the backups? I don't know. I don't know if that's me singing either. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Because the lead singer is supposed to go, you're a fun and then the and then the backing vocalist goes, such a fun girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how that's supposed to go. Sorry, I'll, I'll let my bandmates know that they messed up. They let me down is yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, they let they, you down, and in doing so, they let me down. Yeah, we're all let down a little bit from that. <laughs> uh, so well, that's mus- awesome. Music is a hobby I think anyone can enjoy, and I recommend anyone try try any instrument or singing. And especially if you're in college age, join a band, even if you suck. And even if it's for a little bit, because it's super fun. Yeah. Like what a great memory. And what a, you know, none of you were trying to be the next freaking, you know, you two or anything. You were just having fun and doing a thing. And oh yeah, who knew where it would take you, but who cares? Because you're at this stage of your life where it's you know, perfect for that kind of stuff. I, mm-hmm. I agree. I never did this. I never sang in a band or played in a band, but um, I always wanted to. I just didn't, I didn't think I had the, any of the chops. And so I kind of have, if I had any regrets about that, it'd be like, I never just went for it and said, yeah, you guys, he plays a guitar. You guys have a keyboard. I can sing bad. Let's go. Yeah. Get yourself a a tambourine. You can keep rhythm. (laughs) Sure. It's never too late to learn an instrument either. I mean, you know, you think that, oh, I'm too old to like learn guitar and that sort of thing. No, I mean, you could, you could pick up guitar or or ukulele is a good easy Mm -hmm one to start with and yeah 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 everyone loves a good ukulele uh, guy in his 50s who uh mm-hmm. plays that who doesn't band i don't want to always... meet the person that doesn't <laughs> i gotta say, say a ska band could always use another member too. yeah they all look <laughs> they could use their 17 horn exactly player. if they've only got nine they're maybe like halfway to what yeah, they yeah. need to be right i keep hearing that ska's on its way back it's clawing its way back up to prominence is that true good I don't know. I have anything to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Which, which wave are we up to? Uh, <laughs> hard, hard, to say, hard to say, yeah. but it feels like there's like a little bit of a of a resurgence or at least interest in old ska music. I don't know if there's yeah. new bands or yeah. not, but that's never a bad thing. Ska was great. Mm-hmm. Is great. Not at all. There was no was. Is it great. didn't die. Is great. Yeah, it lives. It lives today. Uh, well, this is fantastic, Bill. I love seeing under the under the hood here a little bit on, on, on your life. Uh, when you're not making things, he's making everybody dance in a bar at 2 a.m. Mm. <laughs> uh, any uh, uh, ancillary bonus content for us today? For sure. Uh, I got a video here from a channel called RC Life On. He does a lot of radio-controlled vehicle type of things. Mm. He's making an underwater drone. It's like a submarine, but it's using drone parts to basically fly a drone underwater and i think that's cool. cool oh he printed the um housing that's cool oh yeah oh look at that brian you gotta make one of these look at that i know well is there's not i mean obviously i've got uh lakes and rivers and stuff near me but uh not a lot of stuff that i feel would be interesting for a 3d printed underwater drone <laughs> well don't don't go chasing waterfalls though just stay stick with the <laughs> lakes and the rivers you're used to we'll do i yeah, will thank yeah, you for that's that what advice. You should do. That's really cool. And then this reminds me of a quick story. While I was out of town and we were in Midway, which has, again, all these prehistoric volcanic holes full of spring, uh, full of like natural underground water stuff. uh, I watched a little kid with an RC truck, like one of the little four wheel ones. Well, they all have four wheels, but four wheel drive ones. And he's ripping around and doing this stuff. And his dad's watching all proudly. And then the kid drove one right into the hole. And that was it. That there's no way they're getting that thing out. Because it's it's like a 20 feet drop or something in this one. I'm like, why was he doing Why was he bit? And I saw the dad go, no, 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 no. It was, it was a <laughs> yep. sad, sad moment for RC fans <sighs> everywhere. I know. <laughs> I would be so pissed. Oh, that was. <clears throat> we just kept. And you just have the controller. 
Yeah. <laughs> what do right? you do with that thing? Yeah. Right? What you are you gonna do? Away, but you can't repurpose it. I guess you could no. maybe find someone on you eBay. Probably, if you got another one of those, you could probably reprogram it. But yeah, or it's if somebody come with one anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. If eBay, uh, eBay has somebody who's selling just the car because they lost the controller, then they you're in the luck. Controller. Right. Yeah. There you go. Stranger things have happened. Uh, Bill Duran, it is always good to have you on. PunishProps.com is the place to go check out all his fine work. He'll be back here next Tuesday, like always. Bill, have a fantastic week. See ya. See you next time. Bye now. Bye. Well, all right then. So Jerry's been in your, in uh, London. I wonder if he's there in the heat. I wonder if that's Yeah, I know. Thing. Wasn't he? Is he? Uh, he went to Amsterdam, I know. Is he going to London on this trip too? Yeah, I think he started there. So maybe they missed the heat by uh, starting there and then going to other stuff. But when he when he texted me, he was in London and sent me a picture of a... They had a... <laughs> this was so weird. They were in some historical... Historical? Historical? Historical part of London. Historical. Didn't sound right for some reason. Hysterical. Hysterical was so funny. Anyway, it was this uh, Harry Potter museum performancey thing. I don't know what it was. They were doing something at a okay. big, big venue. And then right across the street, they were eating at a wing stop. <laughs> Which I think is great. I think that's That's freaking great. Yeah, I love that. All right. uh, Bobby incoming. Prepare yourselves for what that means. I'm ready. I don't know what he's prepared to do today, but I know it'll be exciting. So sit back and relax as I play his intro. Science. Hey, it's science time with Bobby Frankenberger, who for some reason is not wearing his glasses, and that is freaking me the F out. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm wiping them. I'm cleaning them. Oh, you should always oh, wipe, but do front to back always, always front to back. <laughs> uh, Bobby, it's good to have you here, man. I feel like I don't know why I feel like I haven't talked to Bobby in a freaking age, but I guess it's only yeah. been a week, so uh, I don't know well, why I feel for, that way. For the first part of the year, we talked very frequently because of A and T P. I think we're just right. coming off of that. Yeah, it's all the yeah, it's the, <laughs> and we were, the lull ever since. We were yeah. overwhelmed with Bobby at that point, but now oh, so much Bobby. Now it's just a special weekly event. Anyway, uh, Bobby comes on the show uh, as the host of All Around Science and talks about some kind of scientific uh, story or another. And I have no idea what mm-hmm. you're going to talk about today. So fill us in. What do you got? Well, I've got two things. We can either pick one or we can uh, do both of them. I'm, I'm pulling a Tom Merritt. Doesn't Tom do this all the time? He does it all. Yeah, well, he usually yeah, gives us a choice. Choose, yeah. yeah, he usually gives us um, a choice and then just does the one, but then sometimes sneaks in a little about the other. You're, you're welcome other, to do whatever yeah. you feel. Yeah. So so we've got a giant raft of space bubbles being thought to block, used to block the sun, okay. or... Uh, shape-shifting microbots to brush and floss your teeth. Okay, hold on now. I can't resist either of these, but I have a question about first one. Is it our bubble thing, or did we discover someone else is floating around? Well, well, why don't I just tell you? (laughs) Why don't you just tell us about the space bubbles? All right. All right. Um, So the the idea here is a group of MIT scientists that um, that are exploring ways to help with... You know, the, the troubles we're having with climate change and global warming. And so they're exploring a bubble-based sh- solar shield concept that would reduce incoming radiation from the sun. It's meant to supplement current strategies, but the idea is to construct a raft of basically... If you see the images of these, it just looks like a sheet of bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. And um, you would put a giant one out in space to block some of the sun's radiation as it was 
coming to the earth to 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 kind of par- like half shade. So it's not as intense, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea here. Okay, now let me ask you this. I just thought of something. Yeah. yeah. The this could be finally a way for us to get proof of God. And here's how. Oh, can it? Yeah, this is how. <laughs> this is how you do it. I'm pretty sure I've got the answer. Okay. All right. You put okay. giant bubble wrap in the sky. Yeah. Everyone knows that not even deities can 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 resist <laughs> the temptation. Not even God can resist. They can't the resist the temptation. So you're going to see two gigantic hairy knuckle hands come out of nowhere and go, "Yeah, mm, what's this? Pop, 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 pop." That's how that's going to go. Yep. And it'll hear this. You hear this in space. Here, let me get some. Here we go. Oh, come on, pop it. Oh, I picked an ASMR channel. Those guys just tickle everything. <laughs> here we go. This is the one we wanted. I'm going to start popping the bubbles now. Uh, here you go. Yeah. Keep yep. going. Keep going. Come on, these are lame. Oh, these are so lame. All right, YouTube, you've let me down. Anyway, Jeez. the point is... Well, if, if, this is the, if this is the plan, then I think that's a poor plan because, as we all know, in space... No one can hear you pop bubbles. <laughs> so, uh, damn true. it. We're never going to see it. But we, now we got that microscope that we can see right down to God's nose hair. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. This so will this be will basically be in like a geosynchronous orbit with Earth. Look at, look at the brains on Brian. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, you can't have... just plop it in the middle, like right between Venus and us and hope that it's so, going to stay. So not, not geosynchronous. I believe that... Geos- oh, that would I'm mean gonna- it moves with the Earth's rotation, like a geo- right. maybe it like solo synchronous. It it, it would be, though. Yeah. yeah, it's at what's called they they would have to put it in suspended at what's called a Lagrangian point. We've talked about these mm-hmm. before. They're they're gravitational points between uh-huh, two uh-huh, massive uh-huh. objects. Yeah. I was gonna say that's where uh, that's where ZZ Top hangs out is the Lagrangian <laughs> yeah, yeah. point. That's yeah, where that exactly. brothel is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're they're key gravitational points between two massive objects that where the gravitational forces cancel out and things can remain stable there. And this would be at the L one Lagrangian point between Earth and the Sun, and that's like a space that's sort of basically directly between the earth and the sun where the force of earth's gravity is is canceled out by the force of the sun's gravity and you put something there and it'll stay there stably gotcha this bubble wrap thing would have to be the size of brazil Mm -hmm. um it would be up there for like 50 to 200 years and it would block it would decrease the sunlight by 1.8 percent which is what they calculate would need to be done to to sort of offset some of the effects of to cool things, things a little that, bit that, to cool so, things off yeah okay yeah. before you go further so it's going to be the size like having it the size of brazil and in the place that they're having it put the distance from earth yeah it's going to be enough to to block all of earth yeah it can't what be no. distance so it is, the right? idea is not to put earth into a constant state of eclipse <laughs> oh okay all right um the idea is to because it's these are going to be semi-transparent bubbles yeah um so some of the light will get through some of it will be reflected sure. they've specifically chosen uh, some sort of molten silicone <laughs> to make the bubbles out of because it will allow a wide range of wavelengths of light to get through um it's mm-hmm. just to to just sort of put like a, you know, like a like a filter, it's like, like a lens sun- filter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if if it's not if it's not going to block, um, 
so like you know when you put your hand in front of a light bulb and you cast a shadow on the wall right and you've got uh, that yeah. that that shape uh, obviously it's way bigger than your hand because your hand is closer to the light source well gee mr wizard thanks for mansplaining <laughs> shadows to us um uh if it's not big enough to to filter i won't say block filter the whole earth yeah. I see what then you're what's the point of having it just focused on a specific area or is it doing polar ice caps is it doing I, a specific problem it's just for white for people we're, all, we're only worried about white people because <laughs> not not because <laughs> we don't like it, but white we don't, people countries <laughs> it's just that we don't you know it's not that we don't love everyone it's that we're all gonna Burn up and die first. So cover I us. I see what you're saying. Yeah, the so most vulnerable, the richest block, countries, the most, the most rich. Yeah, it'll block Ireland, Norway, <laughs> all of right, right. all of the places where we're most susceptible to sun damage. Yeah, everybody up in the Scandinavian um, countries are are first in line here. Yeah, I know. I see what you're saying, Brian. I think it yeah. must be that that size is enough to that the filtered area would would cover the Earth. Um, I think you're that's, right about that. Yeah, that's, that's um, okay. what I was wondering. If that's the, they, the, to be one of the other sized and be that, depending on you know however it feels like right. polarization. Is this polarization kind of like well, you do with no, sunglasses? Polarization is something else entirely. Well, it's not something else entirely, but it's it's doing something else. It's filtering out light, but maybe in a different way. Like oh, okay. you know how polarization is filtering out light that is that is. Essentially, this is not exactly right. Don't email me, physicists. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's it's filtering out light that is vibrating in a certain direction, right? Um, so that so that it uh, it's the UV rays you're trying to not get into your corneas and your retinas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so this would be one of the benefits of doing this raft yeah. would be that it could be it could be constructed in place, like like this is a, an adaptation of based on an idea of that was like thought of a while ago about sending a swarm of small spacecraft to deploy a bunch of small shields but you would have to build all of those spacecraft yeah um so this you could presumably send up much fewer and they would just they would just blow little bubbles Yeah. So, what's the uh, warranty on this thing? Is it uh, going to last a long time? Like, <laughs> well, it uh, says it would have to last five hundred to two, somewhere between fifty and two hundred years to to help do what it needs to do. Well, that covers One us. Favorite, We're good. <laughs> what you say? I said that covers us. We're all good. With everybody yeah, on the yeah, show yeah, right exactly. now, we're all good. That, that's what scientists. That's what you always see with these disaster level technologies. Is they're like. Yeah, we just need it to last for uh, how much? Yeah. How much how longer do I have? About Fifty uh, years, 50 years. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, um, di- so the significance of this, though, even though we were talking tiny percentages, which is really all we're talking about with all of issues re- uh, regarding global warming or you know climate changes, yeah. these tiny increments, is that is one point eight percent enough? I guess it is if they've studied it. They've, and- they've calculated that um, if any sort of uh, what they call solar geoengineering project because there are other ideas that people have come up with like putting dissolved gases in the stratosphere that would reflect light and stuff like that mm-hmm. any solar geoengineering project that would reduce the amount of light hitting the earth would need to be somewhere between i think it was like 1.3 and 1.8 yeah. percent um so to to have the impact that we need who's funding this do we know who's doing this nobody's funding it yet this is like a pr- this is like a feasibility a proposal study that MIT oh, is, okay is making um, so I don't even think they know how much this would cost at this point. Mm-hmm. It feels we find like out a last resort kind of thing. 
Yeah, we're bouncing all of those harmful rays back out to some other planet and, and destroying an entire race. <laughs> always- oh, man. I haven't, I'm not caught up on the Orville, but that's a perfect episode of the Orville. <laughs> uh, I guess we just phoenixed those guys. Yeah, Sorry. Oh, well. Uh, Sorry. Phoenixed them. <laughs> dark, dark phoenix those guys. That's a great way of saying the burn people, people up. We just, I, yeah. we just dark phoenix the broccoli people. You've been Wonderful. phoenixed. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, One of the things yeah. I like about, they said it needs to be reversible, right? So it can't just have to be there forever. They need to be able to get rid of it. And I love the language that they used about how this could be reversible. They said, this is a quote, it said, it would need to be intentionally destroyed by breaking their surface equilibrium. And that's like <laughs> such a science way right. of just saying they need to be able to be popped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gotta pop them. Yeah. <laughs> so they really are bubbles. Like if you looked at this thing, at least in its yeah. proposed form, it's bubbles. Like It yeah. looks like a sheet of bubble wrap, doesn't it? Wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's so. amazing. Well, I hope uh, that works. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, and quick. Like, you can't spend the next 10 years building it. You got to build it now. Like, go. Yeah. Well, that's what's going to happen. Just let's be honest. They're just going to be like, all right, we figured it out. And then they'll come out of their, you know, basement office and then look around and everything will be a smoldering ruin. <laughs> yeah. That very well could happen um, at the rate yeah. we're going. It seems like the stuff's accelerating. Um, I, you know, not trying to be alarmist or anything, but I saw a really interesting <laughs> piece of visual data today that was, uh, a way of seeing climate change that I've never seen before, which was this top-down view of the percentage Celsius that we need to be in, like the ring of everything's fine. And yeah. inside of there, there's like this, every year is represented by a, 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 almost like a handwritten scribble line that represents how that year did. And if it goes out toward yeah. the line a little or down toward the cold a little, it's, you know, you could see it do it. And it's just like this, and they start in the 1800s when they start first have any tracking data for this. And they yeah. keep going and going and going all the way up to 1930 something. And it stayed in the ring. 1940, what, when did we drop the bomb? Whatever that was. Uh, 45 I think 45 45? that's Mm -hmm. the year this this line makes a freaking hairy jump it goes and like way out here and then it comes back in and then we're okay for a bit then we're good right up to the 1980s my favorite decade or so I thought (laughs) (laughs) and it starts to go "Mm, we're going out we're going outside and then by the time we're here it's this nightmare of we're way outside this what are we doing so then they take the whole thing which has been this top down 2D view and they rotate it and it's 3D and time is represented by depth and and the shape of it is now it's basically a bar graph on on its side so now you got the, the line down here going out and it shows how quickly it funnels from the 80s till today and to this red zone, it's really striking that animation. Yeah. I wish I had it so I could show it and not have to explain it. But um, it's yeah, really, yeah, that's a it's 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 cool to be able to visualize data like that because it helps to tell the story of what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a huge fan of that that's sort of cool. stuff. So. Visual data visualization. Yeah, even when it's like super nightmare yeah. and terrible. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I'll try to find that and share it with the chat if I can dig it up. Uh, well, anyway, oh yeah, here it is. You know what? I'll share it now because I'm a sharing kind of person. Uh, this is a sharing tweet. is caring. Sharing is caring. It's also scaring uh, a little <laughs> bit. Okay, here we go. Chat room. Here's your link. Oh, someone probably already found it. Ethan Kane, did you find it? I think I think Amos found it. Um, 
Okay, I'm sending this to you guys as well on the Discord just so you can see it. Okay. It's really something. Right. I, I kind of have never seen data represented this way before, and that's partly why I like it. Um, I don't know. It just seems neat. Anyways, uh, so, all right, well, there's that. Now you got to give us just a taste of the other thing. What was the other thing? Oh, shape-shifting, shape-shifting oh, microbots yeah. to brush and floss your teeth. Yeah, so. I'm ready for this now. <laughs> when do we get this? When do no, I get my kidding. own? So it's a proof-of-concept study from Penn State. Uh, their school of dental medicine teamed up with the school of engineering and applied scientist or p- applied science and they're showing they've they've uh, come up with a proof of concept for a hands-free system involving self-assembling shape-shifting nanobot swarms that could effectively automate brushing and flossing your teeth oh my gosh can I have it now can I get it I don't do, God, are no you, maybe you shouldn't maybe you guys shouldn't be so eager like <laughs> I'll, I'll beta test this. I'll do it. Why not? What could right, go well, wrong? Robots up, in right. my mouth. Mm-hmm. What? What? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I feel like you. You ever get the feeling that people are just using technology to try and solve problems that don't need to be solved? Well, do they yeah. do? Do they do a substantially better job with the cleaning? Is the question. And if they don't, not well, then, yet. Okay. okay. Not yet. Right. But this is early on. I don't know because is Wesley Crusher involved? And forget it, because he almost killed everybody, that guy. They're using the line that I hear all the time that really kind of like makes me roll my eyes, which is, the design of the toothbrush has remained relatively unchanged for millennia. (laughs) It's like the Dyson commercial, right? Like, change the vacuum in forever. I changed it. Oh, this is interesting. Some things I don't think need to be changed. Like, that's like me saying, like, the design of the basic chair has not been changed for millennia. Like... Like, and does it need to be? No. Like, right. it kind of does the job, you know? Yeah. Sometimes stuff We've just works. We've reinvented the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> the wheel hasn't changed, and it still isn't. It's now a square. It's a square. square. <laughs> Inefficient and terrible. Anyway, yeah. um, I'd be, I'm just, I think nanotech is so super fascinating, so I'm always yeah. perked when I the, hear about the it. The real quick explanation of how this works is it's basically iron oxide nanoparticles, that uh, that can be controlled with magnetic fields to to be a toothbrush sometimes sometimes be floss something and you just put it in your mouth and it moves around for you scrubs your teeth and flosses your teeth and also the nanoparticles themselves uh, sort of have catalytic reactions that create hydrogen peroxide which is essentially mm. the active ingredient in most toothpaste right yeah, yeah. Um, and so they did test it on. Uh, model teeth and 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 animal teeth and and stuff like this. Test it on Steve Buscemi, then get back to me. Then let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, no Give shade. A workout. Yeah, no shade. Yeah. But you know, whatever. No, what? So what's to stop these things from working right down my Kirsten throat or Dunst. whatever? Try it on Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst, exactly. And maybe when uh, mm-hmm. Fat Damon kisses her, he can he can get a taste. He can get a bit. <laughs> but anyway, for like, um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Oh. Um, how do how do you stop it from going like into your brain or into your bloodstream or down your throat or into your guts or whatever? Well, I assume you just don't set the magnet to uh, impale your brain mode. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the trick, right? These guys, you have to yeah. rely on this stuff like you do anything. Like, what's stopping my Oral B electric toothbrush from just freaking out one day and you know jamming up through my my exactly because they did program it that way at the factory. Mm. Um, They've got their they've got their hands on the kill switch. So think about that every time you brush your teeth with yeah. Sonicare. Yeah, but what if you have a plate in your head? Will all these little nanites just go shlink up to the thing and stay there? 
You know, <laughs> I, I I don't know that they've uh, thought about that. Hopefully, they will. You I'm like that. Write him a letter. I'm like that dumb politician where uh, the lady was explaining to her to him yeah. uh, how you can take a pill that has a camera in it. It will t- it will basically do a, a colonoscopy style um, exploration for you, and then you look at the data later, which is true. They exist, and the guy raises his hand and goes, "Could this also be done?" With a pregnant mother, could she take the the pill and have it? <laughs> right. Like, no, those are two different systems. You know, you'd have to go up through the vajay, you dumbass. It doesn't go you through your be... stomach. Where do you think the baby gestates in your freaking stomach next to the uh, beer you just drank, you idiot? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so maybe so this will be. We'll all have nano toothbrushes eventually. But yeah, not yet though. Not yet. What do you think comes the, sooner, the, bubble wrap in space or the uh, nano bot face? Yeah. Oh, geez. Nano teeth, probably, because the the bubble wrap in space is just a drawing on a whiteboard right now, right? Yeah. And yeah, the nano the nanobots the, are it could make money, right? So look where the profit is. And uh, yeah. Also, also there aren't a bunch of politicians um, trying to uh, prevent the nanobots because they want to deny global warming. You know. Yeah. And for real quick, chat room, somebody wants to try to say maybe this politician was just trying to say this. He says, I could see the meaning. Is it safe for pregnant women? That's not what he said. He said, <laughs> could they take this pill and go down and check on the baby with it? That's what he said. Could right, they swallow right. it and have it go down? So, I, <laughs> uh, I just want to punch that guy, elbow him in the gut, and then a knee right to the friendlies. Wow. Jeez. Annoyed the hell out of me. People like that are on board are on like committees to try to figure out reproductive health. Freaking get off the committee. What are you doing? Have some basic yeah. idea. I know enough to know that you can't take a colon pill and have it meet the baby in the middle somewhere. It doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Bobby, you had to hear that. Uh it's good to have you here as always. Uh people should check out your show all around science. It happens on the weekly. What are you guys talking about on this next one or the one that's coming out? Yeah, all around science, our weekly science podcast. Um we this past week we talked about the main feature was all about uh quantum particles. The the large hadron collider, the LHC, you know, the big underground loop that smashes particles mm-hmm. together over in in a in, Oh yeah. Switzerland, Switzerland and, and uh, France. Yep. 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 We uh that's been in the news a little bit lately. Some new particles were discovered and I thought what a great time to talk about what these particles even are and how the LHC works. So we we talked about that, why you have to smash things together and how how the LHC even manages to accelerate protons to 99.999991 percent the speed of light whoa um so very close to the speed of light yeah we don't want to it's one of those cases where you don't want to average it up or you know round up do you because it's so specific about a thing you're doing (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. well because as we know as we all know from um, einstein's (laughs) as we know uh from einstein's theories uh nothing can go uh, the speed of light, N- nothing with mass, no, get to the speed of light. So it's the, it feels like as you get really, really close. Yes, you want to brag that you're as close as you can get. Yeah. Um, so, I'm but we talk about that on the show. Check it out, all around science. Um, we're there every week. So subscribe. Yeah, get it where you get your podcasts, everybody. 
It's uh, Bobby Frankenberger. What's your Twitter account? I always want people to follow you there, but I always forget at it. At GM Funky Town. GM Funky my, Town. My That's personal right. one. Look, so. if you can't take science seriously from a guy named GM Funky Town, who can you? Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Bobby, it's yep. always good having you on. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we'll see you, you too. next time. Bye now. See you, Bobby. GM Funky Town. That's funny. <laughs> Where do you get your really good science, science from? With GM Funky Town. <laughs> oh, that sounds reputable. Uh, thanks. I'll just go back to Facebook. Freaking love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. That's it for the show. A um, couple of reminders, though. We got Play Retro tomorrow, not today, and DTNS today, not tomorrow, for me, uh, if, if you watch DTNS. <laughs> So it's all flipped, okay? So if yeah. there's any confusion for could anyone di- who... Could you diagram all that for me? Let can me you get give me a flow chart, please? Yeah, if you want to flow, I could use some visual data on uh, yeah, what's going you. on. Is I there anything else happening uh, from the Coverville side of things today, this week? Not till Thursday, but um, Thursday will be a regular Coverville, of course. And then Friday is uh, the return of Guess the Connection. We're going to do it before the couch party because uh, that's what people wanted. They, so we're going to go in. We're going to give away a prize. Yeah. And then we're going to go in and have some fun with TMS Couch Party. That's a brilliant idea. Uh, we'll maybe, let you know what that's going to be. Maybe Loki this week. Could I'm be, really excited if we do Loki. I let's do, like we should do idea. Loki two part two episodes of Loki. I think we just yeah, say we're doing it. What, um, let's see Loki episodes um, length. Oh, somebody already looked up this question. Uh, runtime of each Loki episode. Loki. Loki. It's probably forty minutes. Loki. Right. Somebody. Oh my God, Reddit. Just give me the answer I want, please. <laughs> It'll be about the same time we spent with the full movie last week. I think I think the first episode is probably an hour. Oh, here we go. Episode 143 minutes, episode 242 minutes. We can do two episodes. Easy episode peasy. Yeah, it'll be yeah. just like when they launched the series, they, they did two episodes that night. It'll be like that. I don't know if they right. did, but a lot of people right. do. Uh, all right, so that'll be that. Um, also, I have I hear you, those out there saying, well, wait, us audio-only people got jack squat out of this change. I hear you. I hear you. And because of that, <laughs> I have a couple of ideas. I'm working them out, all right? I'm trying to... Yeah. I'm tr- yeah, yeah, We're yeah. not here to screw you. We're here to just do new fun things. And uh, we really had a good time. The biggest problem I have right now is I think the room has a soft limit of 100 people or something. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to figure out a way to make that bigger. So there may be a... There may be a Zoom thing involved. I don't know. We're working it out. Uh, all right. Um, uh, in the meantime, what else? Oh, uh, quickly here. Speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS is where you can support the show. And man, we had a bunch of people sign up since last we spoke. For example, right, awesome. Adam of Geekheim. Love that name. Scott Allred. Not related to any of the local Allreds that I know. <laughs> a lot of Allreds. Many yeah. Allreds. Ross George, which is two first names. That's cool. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Hedborg. <laughs> Hedborg. Hedborg. I am Hedborg. Galen Peru. Peru. And somebody named M. M. Ooh, well, they took a break from uh, Bond, from uh, managing Bond, and uh, and now they're listening to TMS Patreon. Favorite M? It's got to be Judy Dench, right? She's my favorite. It's got to be Judy. uh, I like them all. It's either. I like them all, but I really like her. Oh, right, because uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Fines. Ray Fines is now... Uh, yeah, and he's quite good. Isn't he? Yeah, he's very yeah, good. He's, he's pretty good. But, but take, I think Judy Dench, yeah. Yeah, I'd take a Dame Judy Dench You're all day, every day. dinosaur, James. <laughs> she is an awesome lady, and I would take her orders any day. That sounds weird. All right. <laughs> Frogpants.com slash TMS is our website. Send us your emails at themorningstream at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get to those on the show as well. That'll do it for us. Hey, Brian, you probably brought a song. Why don't you play it? 
<sighs> well, all right. Um, this one, uh, all right. So, little, I'm going to just tell you right now. Go. If you are offended by language, you probably want to stop listening uh, when we're done, when, when I'm done announcing this song because it's like Spanish, not German, bomb. Like, oh, swear. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that language. Yeah, right. Uh, there is an F bomb, just not even, just, a, you know, one little appearance on the song. It's in the title, it's in the chorus. It's not the CeeLo Green song, but. I uh, just want to get you set up with that. Audrey Baker wrote in, said, my dad is a patron and we listen to your podcast every day on the way to school. Keep making people laugh. Okay. And uh, Audrey uh, wanted to hear Hell and Back by Self-Deception. Now that's an original and I can't do originals. I can only do covers. There are no covers of that song. As a matter of fact, Self-Deception, um, as far as I could tell, has not been covered and they've only ever done one cover song. Oh, it's this one right here. It's a cover of a song by Pink. It's uh, effing perfect. I want to say it's a song that uh, it's her. It's one of her uh, fight women's anthem kind of songs. Not not fight women's anthems. No, but fight comma women's anthem. Uh, women, women's thank you, anthem thank song. you for that clarification. You're I glad I that. glad I clarified yeah, that yeah, before yeah. I got an email. Uh, so this is effing perfect. It is by Self Deception. It's a single that they released a few years back. Here is. Self-deception and effing perfect. Made a wrong turn once or twice. Dug my way out, blood and fire. Bad decisions, that's alright. Welcome to my silly life. Mistreated, misplaced, misunderstood. Mr. No. Why do I do that? What the fuck do I do? 
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.